podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to the first proper post-conference presser of the new season, people. So the Premier League does officially start tonight, doesn't it, with Burnley Man City? But we don't really care less, to be honest, do we? We care about Chelsea away on Sunday and we care about the Moises Caicedo situation. It is a horny time, people. There's fear, but it's a horny time, all right. And... Jürgen didn't disappoint in the first press conference of the season. I'd probably say summarised his move. He seemed positive. He seemed upbeat, definitely as well. But he was also guarded, which people may read things into. So it's the usual format for us. We'll talk through Jürgen's comments. We'll look at Chelsea's threats as well for this Sunday. Naturally, we've got no previous game to, to review and take lessons from. Then I'll give the usual predicted lineup, which you'll all disagree with, and my predicted score and first scorer, which you will all obviously laugh at when I get it wrong inevitably. But let's get into it. There is an embargo section as per normal. Christ, it feels nice to say that again. There will be an embargo. But Vinny O'Connor from Sky Sports, nothing changes, does it? A eh? first up, although maybe the changes. He got four questions, a bit unusual compared to what he normally gets, but very understandable, I suppose, with the first game of the season upon us and everything that's happening. So the first question was a loaded one, ladies and gents, naturally about what's happening with Caicedo, the amount he's spending, Jude Bellingham link as well. He he knows what he he was doing here, Vinny O'Connor, you know, let's not be silly. So what did Jürgen respond? Talked about what he could and couldn't say. So he said, first and foremost, foremost, I'm told I can say we've agreed a deal with the club, i.e. we've agreed a fee with Brighton. However, it's about the player and wanting the player and we will see. We've not got endless resources, linking it back to the Bellingham part that was added. So we didn't expect a couple of things as well. So the Hendo, the Fab situation, as he mentioned, he didn't think about this before the summer. When it's happened, the club was really stretched, but here we are and we will see. If I can speak about something else with you, I will do, but I cannot and will not share unless it's right. Okay. You also mentioned interesting German saying that sometimes it's day before it's night. Not quite sure what he, what he was trying to refer to there. Maybe don't count the chickens, possibly. I don't know. But for the fourth time said, we will see. So what do we take from that? This was interesting because if you think back to when Thiago was mentioned once and it was right on the verge, there was a big smile. We'll all have theories on this, people, but what it's telling me a little bit is this is not 
done yet. Me and Trev did a transfer pod this morning. Yes, the fees agreed. Yes, you know, that that bit's done, but we've got to convince the player. Yes, Chelsea could possibly still gazumpos. It's not that sealed envelope done situation, as, you know, we speculated on. So Jurgen Klopp had almost a, a note of caution feeling there that, you know, when we get the Axeline, then we'll celebrate. But it's all right to be a bit giddy. It's all right to be ex- bit excited. But as he told us, it's not done. And that leads to the, the follow-up. Is he due for a medical? I don't know. Let's be honest. Jurgen Klopp would know if he was due for a medical. He's just choosing not to answer that. Let's be completely clear. Then was asked, will that be, you know, that for the window if you get him? And I understand where Vinny O'Connor's going with this, probing and probing. As Jurgen said, let's talk about that if it happens. That's the truth. And let's see what happens in the hours, days, and everything from there. Again, he's being honest. He's just reiterating that. We don't know. Let's see. A fee is agreed for Moises Caicedo. It's exciting just saying that, isn't it, people? But that is what we know at the moment. And the final one, which is kind of dismissed, which I like it, is it a distraction? No, simply isn't. Asked about what we can expect, and naturally, you know, a tagged on one from Vinny O'Connor there from Chelsea and the, the Pochettino effect, as he called it, we don't fully know. You know, it's two talented football teams that will face each other and we've watched Chelsea games. They'll want to show up, will want to show up. Poch is a top manager and they've got good options offensively. It's the first match. We want to go. We're not interested in, you know, in what's been said before. We want to give it a proper try. To be honest, I'm not really sure what Jürgen could say differently then. You know, he's good respect Pochettino. You know, he's a top manager. I, I get that. That's standard thing. Chelsea, you know, is a good football side. I'm not really sure what else he, he was supposed to say. Just like the fact he added a bit on the end, it's about not interested in what people say. We want to give it a proper try. Moving on for video, Connor. The next one was about, you know, are you optimistic after last year? Good question, this. Fair to ask as well. We've worked hard in pre-season. The boys worked hard and they've done it with their ears and eyes open. We've done a lot off the pitch and learned our game. We wanted to make sure we really go to the next level. I've seen in pre-season, you know, I like the way you phrase this, that as people have said, we've been too open at times and the organisation issues are my job to help the boys get better and to organise that better. Really like this answer. He, he talked before this season about, you know, the importance of this pre-season working hard and he referenced it again. You know, whatever we've been thinking about the lack of transfer activity in recent times, it seems that, Jürgen's bullish. He's got these boys focused in his mind. They've worked on what they wanted to. I like the acknowledgement that, you know, as he's seen too open in pre-season. I don't think that's any shot for anyone, realistically, but it's his job to help them organise better. And people, I know everyone's going to say it, but Christ, it would help if uh, a Moises Caicedo there to organise it. Asked as well about the the changing room, I thought it was a great question, you know, with the changing personalities, with the people going, the ethos, all those types of things. And said, yeah, we, we have to grow into that. It makes no sense to sort of reference the old players. We have a new start. And this is the quote, people. This is the quote. With a, And he paused on this. Liverpool FC reloaded. It's an exciting thing. 
everyone was asking for the changes. It's not going well. You know, it's time for a change. It's difficult to answer if it's the right time, but everyone has to step up and a new leadership group is there, even those not in that group, but they have everything. So as you mentioned, Dominic, captain of Hungary, Mac, outstanding. You know, it's important that everyone's the best version of yourself. Love this. Really did. I'm not going to, you know, undersell this at all. Love the way you phrased it. Liverpool FC reloaded. And even the journo started mentioning that. People have talked about version two, version three, but as Jürgen is calling it, Liverpool FC reloaded. You, you, that was exciting to hear. I also liked about, you know, we, we can't look at old players. He used a Millie example and what he'd say. And even the leadership group, which people have talked about, haven't they? Virgil, captain, Trent getting the vice role. Robbo is almost the third one in line. And Alison and Mo bringing, as he said, their personalities in, in that regard, their, those specific elements. I think that's right. People have got to grow into it. So we will give them a bit of patience, I think is right to say. And, you know, especially if, if Caicedo comes, is that excitement? So I thought he answered that brilliantly. But Liverpool FC reloaded. Here we are. And funnily enough, the journal asked the next question. What are you most encouraged about, about Liverpool FC reloaded? Took a minute, a little rice file, as it were, but pause. The, the desire, the concentration, the readiness, the openness. I saw a lot of things, those things in pre-season where I thought, yeah, these boys mean business. It's deep inside and we want to show up. We really want to play and have a good go at the Europa, but our focus is naturally on the Champions League. We have a lot of targets. We are highly motivated and based on pre-season, I'm excited. I love this, don't you? Desire, concentration, readiness. Everything he said there about the need to show up, we know that. Even the need for the targets. As you say, we've got a lot of targets. So have we, Jürgen, funnily enough. But it's clear where we want to get to. It's. It was a great answer. It was a great question. And it's great to be excited about what he said. He was asked also, which uh, people will debate this is a trap, but I don't think it was necessarily. I think it's a really fair question to ask, but people will say, oh, Jürgen Clark, we know he commits to these, you know, he's trying to lure them into a trap. No, in simple terms, Jürgen Klopp is a statesman of football. You know, he's well-known, he's well-respected, he's honest. You know, people want to speak to my manager, not yours, simple as that. As they said, it's difficult to answer about the net game time, the ball in play, and could ask about, you know, how much to extend. And he did go a bit theoretical. You know, if we can get to more 55, 60 minutes for the ball in play, that doesn't sound too difficult. What I've spoken about when I speak about it, it's about too many games. And it will be a massive difference if 10 extra minutes at the end of time, that's intense and everyone will go for that as a fan. I don't know yet, but I understand where they're coming from. You also mentioned then about you know, time wasting, the, you know, it got too much and breaking the rhythm up. The keeper stays down when, you know, when there's nothing in it. Maybe it makes sense to give yellow cards earlier. I hope we can find a solution as a wake-up call. And that's what we're here to do, play football. It's good. Yeah, he was generalising about this. I thought he handled it quite well. I think he was absolutely spot on with, with what he said. His has been about player welfare, too many games, but this is about time-wasting and, you know, other teams, I'm sure, will be referenced in that. Nothing to really take, nothing they could clip, use against him, which we know has happened previously. 
And James Pearce, the final question, which is always interesting in that regard, about, you know, you said about never paying £100 million for a player, those old quotes type of thing, which a, a fair question, I think, to ask. Probably the one that will get clipped. Everything changed. Did I like it? No. Did I realise I was wrong? Yes. That's the way it goes. Saudi Arabia won't have helped the situation, but I'm not blaming them. That's just the way it goes. We as a club, we have to ensure with our resources, we get our best possible team together. Now, the way we do it, 50% will like it. 50% will say, oh, you should have done this, should have done that. We try everything to bring the squad together. Sometimes one door closes and another opens up. That happens, but if people want to throw my quotes from five, six years ago, that's fine. It's easy to admit I was wrong in this situation. Yeah, I thought I thought he dealt with that well because obviously the, this isn't a criticism of James Pearce at all, but obviously there's been speculation, hasn't there, about that relationship, but it's a fair question. It's fair to ask. Someone was going to put it to him at some point. When he says wrong, I, I think, I hate when people go, it's wrong. It's the context at the time. What has happened to football transfer fees, people? They have spiralled, they have spiralled. You know, everything's set in context. I mean, if you want to go back far enough, or if you're old enough and ugly enough like some of us, people thought it was mystifying when a million pounds was paid for Trevor Francis. You know, the market is what the market is with Declan Rice, look at Paqueta, all those types of things. So, yeah. Once upon a time, we'd have never thought Liverpool would pay a million pounds for a player. You know, Kenny Daglish, about 440 grand from Celtic was a record fee for us at the time, wasn't it? You know, things change. So I wouldn't say it was wrong, but context is everything. And those were the key quotes from the presser. Now, moving on as we, we used to, as we will do this season as well. We look at the opposition, Chelsea, a really fascinating team almost. There's a, a bit of the unknown. New manager bounce, you could argue, with Pochettino, new players. Christ, there's a new player in every single second, isn't there? At Anfield, it, sorry, Anfield, Stanfield Bridge even in that regard. So there's a lot to change. When, when you look at who their threats are, I think it's interesting that probably the biggest threats are, for me, the new manager bounce. Pochettino in, you know, young, hungry as they're trying to change that culture. They've moved out a lot of the existing guard. They seem to very much have a focus. And even if they're not quite sure, they stack him at Strasbourg, but that's a different topic. A younger, fresher team. Now, one of the big things I think will be interesting to watch is their attackers, the speedsters and the skillful ones. So Mudrick, I know he was lambasted, wasn't he? But done all right in pre-season, starting to find his you know, or get to grits with it, you could say. It will be interesting to see how he gets on. But his speed, you know, in, in our system, is one to keep an eye on. The other one, which who's, has impressed me from what I've seen pre-season, I'm going to pretend I watch Chelsea religiously, Nicholas Jackson, the attacker that's come in from the winger from Villa Real. Now, this kid looks like he's really got something about him. And amidst all Chelsea's 80 million signings, he could just be the one for me to keep an eye on this summer. I really think that and going into this season. So I hope Liverpool have got their eye on him. Naturally, I'm sure they will. But it's hard to really see anywhere else I can look at. A lot of the, the players are good there. I know people talk about Enzo. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on and Colwell. But from a threat point of view, you normally look to the forward line, but they could still hurt us. I totally appreciate that. What may be more interesting is the system as well, how they set up after 
you know, he seemed pretty nailed on that Cuckoo would have been my one to say keep an eye on, but he's out for months on end, isn't he? So he's uncertain a little bit there because I know Havertz to play a false nine. It's, you know, Sterling, I don't know, I'm speculating here a little bit, but Mudrick, Jackson, they are the two for me that you say keep an eye on. More importantly, we talk about us. The lineup for this game. This is the one of Umdenard on it and the forward line, all those types of things. But this is how I see it. The, the back five, Alisson, Trent, Robbo, VVD, Canate, bar an injury, and no one asked about injuries, weirdly enough, which was a bit annoying, picks itself. The midfield. Now, you could debate this all day long, but I actually think three midfielders that will be in there, McAllister, Stonewall, Zabozlai, played all pre-season, I think, you know, I see it that way. And I think Curtis Jones. I think barring that knock against Darmstadt or, you know, the day of the game, he would have played. So I think it will be a variation, you know, we'll talk about formations and that, but, Jones, McAllister and Zabozlai, I think, will be the three. And I think Curtis Jones will almost play that role alongside the Trent in that that hybrid, the box midfield, the 3-4-3, whatever you want to call it. That is honestly how I see it. The attack, again, this is the one that people will have their opinions on this and say right, wrong, either way. For me, it's Salah and two others, isn't it, as we know. I think, I think he will go... Diaz on the left. I think Luis Diaz has played his way in pre-season. The flip, you know, just the, the bit of magic, the, the things he does that way. And Gakpo is almost the, the nine, the false nine, because of how he's played him. I mean, he's even played him as a, an eight or in the box midfielder, hasn't he? So that is how I think away at Chelsea we will set up. People will think Nunes. People will think Jota, where are they? And I, I totally understand that. I could make a case for them all day. However... However, just two great subs to have, ladies and gents. Two great subs, at least. Impacts from the bench to change the game is brilliant. Caicedo, I think you just you steer away from it, whether it's done or not in time, which doesn't seem to be. But even if it was, not the game to do it because of the powder keg situation. So that is how I think we will line up. Don't at me. Disagree with me all you want. But there we go. Scorer and scorer, the interesting one, this, isn't it? Do you want to start the season optimistically? Does your heart carry your head? What are you thinking? Honestly, how I see it, I don't see how you go against anyone but Mo Salah. We know his record on the opening day. It's Mo, the Egyptian king, my first scorer for Liverpool. Score-wise, this maybe not be the most popular but I just get a feeling 1-1. And what I mean by that is I know people say, oh, yeah, all this, but at the moment, we don't have a natural six. We've not yet got Kai Sado. So let's see. But as it stands right now, 1-1 Salah. That would be my honest prediction. Now, I know this will get lost amongst a myriad possibly of Caicedo info and all the things that are going on today as panic, excitement, everything builds all at the same time. But I am genuinely delighted to say that is the first post-conference presser for Anfield Index 
of the season. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.